The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob. How to get out of debt fast. Two main ways, lots of detail to go through to help you pick off all of your debts so that you can then be liberated and go and make the money that you want. Okay, so um, there's two areas of focus when you want to get out of debt. Sounds simple, simple, not simple. And that is one, to spend less and two, to earn more. Uh, And I'm going to cover both how to do those. Sometimes you're cutting little expenses and it's taking ages when in fact, if you just went and did a bit of overtime or sold a couple of products and services, you'd get out of debt way quicker. So you don't want to get into diminishing law of returns. So I recently um, was flown out to Scotland, flown out to Scotland. I was, but (laughs) it's only from London, uh, uh, to do a, a, a Channel 4 TV show, helping people who are really struggling to get out of debt. Uh, and um, I was one of the experts in sort of managing money. I was the, the millionaire guy. Um, there was um, a guy from Citizens Advice Bureau. There was just like a money coach. Um, and we would sit there in a room and then various couples would come in who'd got themselves into a lot of debt. Uh, and their job was to initially give us all of their paperwork, you know, their bills, their debts. We'd go through it with a fine tooth comb, do a bit of research online. Uh, and then they would come, tell us their situation, hopefully tell us the, the truth and reveal everything. And then we would rebuild them a plan so that they could get out of debt fast. And then they would sign that almost like a contract. Um, this was like a, a full pilot TV show. It may come out soon. Who knows? Um, and I was gobsmacked that everybody uh, had no idea how much they were spending. They had no control over it. In fact, one couple was spending about a third Sorry, they thought they were spending about a third of what they were. And of course, the husband was lying to the wife or the wife had a gambling problem or the husband had some kind of addiction and they they weren't open and honest with each other. And they were completely um, naive, head in the sand about their financial situation, Um, not not even to the the letter, but they were missing it by half or two thirds. So obviously, the first thing you've got to do is get a handle on exactly where you're at uh, and that is not uh, upping it. Like when I do net worth statements, I was trained this by my business partner. I always sort of go on the, the low side. Or if I had to sell it all today and minus 10% costs and 10% drop in the market. So I factor in at least a 20% reduction in, in the top line figures. So if you're going to be anything about your personal financial situation, you know, make out that you're spending less rather than more than you are. Okay, so you've got the fixed costs and the variable costs. So the fixed costs are mortgage, food, general necessities, direct debits, but direct debits are things that you need. Um, Now, it's very important to to make a note of this if you can, and that is to not confuse emotionally want and need. You need to pay your mortgage. You need to eat. You don't need to go on a holiday. And a lot of people are, oh, well, holidays, I really need them to sort of stay sane. No, 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 you don't. You can take a week off if you need to and stay at home or get creative. Um, A lot of people spend a load of money on holidays that they don't have. They come back. 30 days later, they get the credit card bill where they've put their holiday on debt. They have that temporary relief and then the pain's even more when the debt comes in. So make sure you're clear on the need spending and the want spending. And basically, for a very short amount of time, it might be six months, a year, it might be longer, but it's still short in your life. You've got to get rid of all the want spending. 
Um, so, you know, a good way to do that is to get rid of a lot of your variable costs. So the social costs, the going out, the travel, etc. They're pretty easy to reduce down. So for a, a period of time, a, a target time, one, three or six months, get rid of all non-necessity spending. That will build quite a lot of momentum. The first month, you might think I've only saved 120 quid. But then the second month, you've saved 160 quid on top of your 120 quid. That's 280 quid. And it builds a lot of compounding and momentum. More important than the money you save is learning the behavior to save the money. Now, by the way, I'm not just talking to people who don't earn a lot of money. I'm talking to people who earn a quarter of a million quid a year, but spend 300 grand a year. It's even more common when you get a bigger house, a bigger car, you know, your overheads go way up because you think you've got a lot of money. Then you realize you're spending it all. So this is for, for, for wealthy earners as well as people who don't earn a lot. I know people who earn 2,000, 200, 2,500 a month, and they've got net disposable of income of more than a grand a month. You know, they've paid off their mortgage. They haven't got many overheads. So this is not just talking to people who don't earn a lot of money. Let's, not, let's be clear about that. Okay, so cancel all the direct debits you don't need. You don't need the gym. You can do a workout at home. You can do those insanity workouts on YouTube. You know, you might spend eight, nine pound a day on coffee and lunch. You know, so what's that? 60 odd quid a week. I mean, that's three grand a year. Imagine if you could get that back and get it off your credit cards and then reduce the interest. Um, like I said, it's short term. You're, you're teaching yourself how to behave because you won't get more money or retain more money until you learn to manage better what you already already have. Stop going out. There's Netflix now. Seven ninety nine a month. Stop going out. Watch Netflix every evening. You don't need to do all this uh, social stuff that costs a lot of money. Um, stop buying coffees, stop buying lunches, stop buying rounds, uh, and set a monthly budget. So, you know, you might have 1,500, 2,500, five grand, 10 grand a month, set a specific monthly budget. And then what you do, obviously your, um, your fixed costs are going to go out of your bank. You make sure that the pay comes in, you direct debit immediately on that day out to a separate bank account that takes all the direct debits. You direct debit your savings. It might be just 50 quid to start with or, you know, two grand or five grand. Um, and then what's left, you draw each week if you really need discipline and you spend that every week in cash. And then once it's run out, if it's run out on the Thursday and you've got it till the Sunday, you've got no money for three days. You've got to be creative. Um, but it's a good way to sort of start giving yourself a bit of budget and, and spending money. Um, and, so, and April's made a good here, good point here. You know, taxed versus non-taxed income is huge. So saving £3,000 in tax, if, you, if that was non-taxed, that'd be £5,000 or more. All right, then. Great. So uh, set your monthly budgets, your monthly saving, your monthly sp spending. Break it down into the week. Get the money out. Don't spend it. Cut up all your credit cards, etc. And then build up your habits and your discipline. And I promise you, as you build up the habits and the discipline and you manage money better, the world sees that you manage money better and it will give you a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. All right. Great. OK, what have we got next? So then what the ne your next thing then is to target the day where you get to zero where you, um, you, know, you go from the red to the black, where you, uh, you go from your debt to zero. Uh, now, you want to set that in a realistic but uh, challenging time frame. It might be three months to two years, depending on your debt. But set the deadline. Put it in your mind. Focus on it. Put the day in your calendar. Pin it up around the place. That is the day that you're working towards where your life will change. You'll be celebrating there but you won't be spending 50 grand to get back into debt. Um, you know, I have a lot of people that want to quit their jobs, a lot of people that want to get into property that, you know, may be doing um, a career that they've lost passion in, um, but they're just sort of moseying along. You set the date, you make it somewhere between realistic and optimistic, 
too realistic and you don't need to set it, too optimistic and you just set yourself up for failure. You set that date and then you work everything towards that date and it gives you this a mag- magnetism and momentum and hunger and drive and you know you more often than not get there. And even if you don't get there and you miss it by a couple of months, it's still good. All right, so if you have debts that are high interest and I'm talking five, six, nine, 15 or more percent, probably, you know, anything under sort of six, you're probably all right, or that depends on the interest rates. But if you've got high debt, consolidate it. So you could take really expensive debt and put it on interest free for a few months, watch the fees, they'll catch you with the fees, they'll have an admin fee, they'll have a one-off charge, which will add, you know, um, quite a lot to the monthly interest. So watch those hidden fees. Um, and if you've got expensive debt, consolidate it into one. Maybe it's a bit more long term, but maybe the payments are lower and the interest rate is a bit lower um, because, you know, debt does compound just as quickly as, you know, real money in the in the black compounds, debt compounds. Also, when you're hitting off your debts, um, t- target the highest interest first. What a lot of people do is oh, I'll pay 50 pounds to this one, 50 pounds to this one, 50 pounds to this one. But if one is 5%, one is 10% and one is 50%, hope it's not 50%, but if it is, then the 50% is costing you more and more and more and more and more every month and it's growing like a mushroom cloud. So you actually put best off putting £10 on the low one, £15 on the medium one, and £145 on the high one because the, the more the debt is compounding, the more you need to pay it off to get it down. So do not evenly distribute your paying off debt. Pay off the highest interest debt first. It will cost you the least amount of money in the long run. Okay, if you're ever going to buy stuff, which of course you have to buy stuff, remember, want and need, only buy stuff you need, buy it in sales, buy it in a little bit of bulk and go and store it somewhere in the basement or something like that. Buy three for twos, two for ones, use, you know, good deals. Be careful though, because these are, you know, these sort of um, loyalty cards and bonuses and rewards points, they're really good at luring you in and getting you to spend 100 quid when you would have spent 60 quid thinking that you're saving 30 quid. It's often a bit of a, a swizz in that regard. Um, but, you know, anything that you buy in bulk, you can wait until there's good sales. There's always good sales sort of two, three times a year uh, and, and get all of your necessity items um, at a reduced price. Then you have to be careful not to overconsume them, um, because if you consume more, all you're doing is saving money, but consuming more. Um, but that's certainly something that's good to do. My business partner buys a lot in the January sales. He goes to cash and carry once or twice a year. So that can be a good thing to do. All right, then. The things that you spend money on are likely to be linked to your values. So the things that are most important to you in your life, you will spend money on. Uh, That might be social. You know, that might be health and fitness. You might spend a lot of money on food. You might spend a lot of money on travel, a lot of money on social. So if you can replace uh, that spending with something. So if you're social, maybe have nights in, do Netflix evenings, you know, just order a a Deliveroo once a month instead of of going out and and spending a lot of money on, um, you know, expensive dinners and going out socially or whatever. Um, But anything that you can, um, anything that you really spend your money on that's important to you. Sorry, I got distracted there by all your comments. I can't believe how many comments there are. Thanks for commenting, everyone. Uh, Someone's just said that this should be taught in schools. I 100% agree that this should be taught in schools. I didn't learn this until I was 26 years old. That is quite frankly, baffling and insane. And I went to a good school and I went to a half decent university. It wasn't like I wasn't exposed to this, but they didn't teach me any of this in school. I learned it when I was 26 years old. Should be learning this when I'm six and 16. Anyway, rant over. Um, So yeah, that was what distracted me. Let me get back into the zone then. 
Um, all right. So, yeah, I'll just summarize that. You know, maybe um, you could invest your time in building your social media profile and network online so you don't have to spend a load of money face to face socially. Maybe you can, um, you know, do a podcast um, and, and turn your passion into your profession. Maybe you can watch Netflix documentaries um, so that, you know, you're learning and earning. If you can merge your passion and profession and turn your social into your, um, you know, vocational where you're earning money and anything that costs you a lot socially, you can reduce the cost. You're going to get out of debt, you know, pretty quickly. All right, great then. So what else have we got? Now we're into the second phase, which is the earning phase. Remember I said there's two phases of getting out of debt fast. One is reducing your uh, costs and overheads and spending. And then the second one is increasing the income. So uh, the first thing you can do is go and sell a load of stuff you don't use. In periods in my life when I was poor, I sold drum kits, I sold instruments, I sold hi-fi equipment, I sold various clothes that I bought that I'd not worn very much. And you know, it didn't make me millions, of course, but it just helped. Uh, and it, 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 it utilizes the vacuum law of prosperity, um, which means that you can only bring in once you have a void and nature abhors a vacuum. And if you're clogged up full of secondhand stuff, you can't bring in new stuff. So it's periodically sell stuff. You've got a little bit of money there. You pay off some debt, which stops the interest, which um, then compounds the amount that you're not paying out. And, and it actually has more than the monetary value. You know, let's say a pound was going to cost you £1.50 and you sold something for a pound and then you saved £1.50 because that pound was going to cost you £1.50 in interest. Uh, but you magicked it out of nowhere because it was already stuff in your house. So you can sell a lot of the stuff that you don't need anymore. You've got kind of got to be very um, like, right, sell it, sell it, sell it, sell it, sell it, uh, sell it, sell it, sell it. Uh, oh, I'll keep that. Sell it. Because sell when I started, I was like, sell it, keep 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 it, sell it. And it was a waste of time. Now, of course, you've got eBay, Gumtree, Etsy, Shopify, Amazon, Facebook selling groups. There are so many places now where you can sell stuff you don't use anymore. Just whiz around the hound house, every, whiz around the hound, <laughs> whiz around the house every three months, get it all cleared, go to the loft, get rid of your vinyl, get rid of your nice clothes or the clothes that you don't wear that still have the labels on. That's step one. Step two then is, and by the way, you can teach your children. This is, might, may not be for you. It may be better for your children. You could do a JV with your kids. Um, you go to your friends, your family, your neighbors, uh, and you say, hey, look, um, I'm um, selling all my stuff on eBay. Um, I, I run an e-commerce business. Have you got stuff you don't want that I could sell for you? I'll give you 70%. I'll take 30%. Uh, and you could go and sell a load of their stuff. Now, if you needed 25 grand and you got three grand out of your stuff and you need 22 grand, well, if everyone had five grand and your share was two or three grand, you only need about, what, 12, 13 people and you've got rid of all your debt out of nowhere with no extra money. Um, now, again, you know, you've got to think what's worth your time. That may be one to JV with someone else on or get your kids involved in. I think, look, any kid who's in their teens should know how to sell on eBay, on Etsy, on Gumtree, on Shopify, on Amazon. They probably know how to sell better than us on it. Okay, great. Next thing is you can do overtime. Now, it's only short term. And I know when you, you, want, you want to sort of have a good social life and see your family and your kids and everything else. But, you know, 10 hours overtime for the next year is not going to kill you. And in the long run, it's going to make you a much more happy, balanced person when you can get out of your debt. So can you do overtime? The third thing is you've got to learn to sell. Um, actually, it might be on number four. So go out there and sell some products and services. Oh, but I don't have any, Rob. No problem. Go and sell um, a, 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 an affiliate or another business's um, products or services. Go and find a great product that you believe in and ask if you can sell it for a 20% plus commission. You could sell my products and services. I have companies that sell training and information. We've got lots of different educational platforms that you could sell and get 10 or 20% of the money on. And that's money out of thin air. But nothing moves until someone sells something. And every entrepreneur that's made really good money, every millionaire that's made money, has either learned to sell 
or they've aligned themselves with people who can sell really well. And a lot of people aren't skint for any other reason than they just can't sell or they can't push that barrier. You know, they can't sell themselves to get a pay rise. They can't sell their products or services, so they just create more. They're more like a mad professor inventor than actually a, you know, a salesperson getting out there and generating new business. Um, you, you could, the next thing you can do is focus on building a personal brand and getting good at marketing. This is why I said if you can replace some of your physical social time that costs you money with online social time and you're building your followers, your fan base, your podcast listeners, your YouTube watches, your Facebook likes and community members, you're maybe getting that social need met online. Because, hey, that can still be fun. I know it's not the same as face-to-face, but it can still be good. You can meet some cool people. But also you're building this personal brand so that when you do sell products and services, you've got more followers, more fans, more subscribers, uh, and more people to sell to. All right, what have we got next then? Um, You could join communities online, uh, like these sales groups, or just general communities. Like I'm in a a high-end hi-fi group, and there's hi-fi dealers there, and they sell their hi-fi gear in that group. So you can join the groups of which you have a product or a service or you work in that industry, and you could start selling your products and services within those groups as long as you follow the group, the, the guidelines of the group. Um, so instead of trying to cut down two, three hundred pound a month to get to your, I don't know, 20 or 30 grand out of debt, um, you could target three to five hundred pound a month extra earnings and you might get there a lot quicker. Now, if you do both, save two, three, four hundred pounds a month, earn two, three, four hundred pounds a month. You know, you're not you're going to more than double the speed because of the compounded momentum of money. And also you'll reduce the compounding of debt. Okay. Have a look. And then once you've learned to get out of debt, the best benefit is not just the money that you save. It's what you learn. You learn to, to hustle a bit. You know, you learn to get a, go and blag a pay rise. Go and ask for a pay rise. When was the last time you asked for a pay rise? Um, you know, go and ask for a pay rise. And if you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to get a pay rise. It's not time for pay rises, blah, blah, blah. Go with a plan to your boss and say, hey, look, I found a way our company can earn an extra £120,000 a year. This is the plan. I would like to be paid £20,000 of this extra £100,000 a year. And I would like to be paid 30 days in arrears every quarter. Is that okay? I'll go work really hard for you for the next quarter. I'll bring in the money and then you pay me. Hey, look, that's a pretty compelling pitch. If someone came to me and gave me that pitch, I think I'd be an idiot to say no and I'd probably give it a go. Um, So really, a lack of money is a lack of creativity, resourcefulness, desire to find new ways and solutions. Maybe you've got a bit lazy. Maybe you've got a bit down on yourself. Now, I don't know if you're two grand in debt or 200 grand in debt. And of course, that makes a difference. Um, Okay, so we've covered a lot there. I'm not going to summarize it um, because there is a lot. And I'm excited to announce that we are, I'm I, we, and me and my podcast team are going to do a new series on our podcast. Um, So you don't have to pay. It's a new series uh, where um, this is part one, which is how to get out of debt fast. Part two is how to go from zero to 100 grand. Um, part three is how to go from 100 grand to 500 grand. Part four is how to go from 500 grand to a million. Part five is how to go from a million to 10 million. And then part six is how to go uh, from 10 million to 20 million. Um, I'm at about 20 million as my, my best year in um, trading businesses, not including my property portfolio. When I do 50 million, then I'll do part seven, but that might take me a little time. Um, so, you know, I'd say what every couple of weeks, probably we're going to do this sort of series within the series. Um, so whatever stage you're at, you'll get a lot out of it. And of course, if you're not at a stage yet, well, at least you've got the content in advance. Um, so it will be a deep dive like this one. But thanks for tuning in on how to get out of debt fast. And every couple of weeks or so, I'm going to bring a new series out, how to go from zero to 100 grand, 100 grand to 500 grand, 500 grand to a million, a million to 10 million and 10 million plus. By the way, those stages are very different. You need to do different things. You have different challenges. Then, you know, going from naught to 20 million, you, you couldn't do 
in one piece of training or content and because it's just so different. So I'll do the different stages and then I might link them together and give you the whole journey. And then I might wrap up, wrap up on it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.